What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey you guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm really excited for today's episode. I am just also want to say that thank you guys so much for watching my recent YouTube video. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Victoria Duvall. All of my social media things besides this, this is Victoria's Thoughts, but every other one of my social media platforms is just Victoria Duvall. And so, yeah, so I just want to say thank you guys so much for subscribing to my YouTube and my next YouTube video will be coming out soon. So thank you guys so much. But let's get into today's episode, which is how to stop being desperate. So let's really get into it. We're going to just dissect this as fuck. So let's go. So there's a phenomenon that occurs when we are children as women where we start really, I think what it is is our feminine energy because we're coming up in this patriarchal society and usually with harsh or abusive or toxic at the very least parents, we tend to go into this extreme expression of the wounded feminine energy. So it's not actual feminine energy. It's really, should I just say, it's the wounded little girl energy. It's not actually feminine energy. But we have a similar shared archetype of this wounded little girl energy that comes out when we are children because we are being raised by wounded parents and because we are being raised in a wounded society we end up being very attached to this wounded little girl persona i just posted this quote on tiktok and it was about pornography but it relates to what i'm about to say so i'm going to read a bit so i'm going to read it <laughs> so what it says is pornography also eroticizes male supremacy it makes dominance and subordination feel like sex it makes hierarchy feel like sex it makes force and violence feel like sex it makes hate and terrorism feel like sex it makes inequality feel like sex pornography keeps sexism sexy it keeps sexism necessary for some people to have sexual feelings it makes reciprocity make you go limp it makes mutuality leave you cold it makes tenderness and intimacy and caring make you feel like you're going to disappear into a void. It makes injustice a sexual thrill. 
So that's a really, really good and amazing quote on pornography and what it is doing to our society, which is basically just furthering the disempowerment of women and in a very intense way, furthering the sexual violence and the desensitization to sexual violence of women, right? However, what it's also doing is making violence against women sexy that's really in a very insidious way because we talk about the effects in men right we talk about the effects of pornography in men but what we don't talk about is the effect of pornography and really our society on women so even if you don't look at it as just pornography if you just take it on a on a further level as patriarchy right patriarchy in some insidious unconscious way makes our subordination, our submission, our disempowerment a turn on for us as women. We have become attached to our disempowerment as women. So what that looks like is we have this deep attachment to being victims, to being in pain, to being hurt, to being harmed. And we have to address in every one of us, if we would like to actually liberate ourselves, we have to address the areas where we have become attached and identified, created an identity out of our position in a patriarchal society. So in my opinion, what that looks like when we're growing up as women is as children, we experience a lot of interpersonal violence. We experience a lot of interpersonal oppression, a lot of interpersonal subordination. And that can even just look like when you are in fifth grade, the the boys in your grade making you feel less than, the boys in your grade um, sexually objectifying you, the boys in your grade, you know, making fun of you. It can look like your first boyfriend um, or your first sexual experience when you lose your virginity, you having this terrible experience where this man just kind of uses you. It can look like your first boyfriend kind of treating you like shit and discarding you, right? It can look like any of these acute experiences and what happens is when we have these experiences in our childhood mixed with this pervasive patriarchal society we create an identity out of being a victim and it becomes very soothing to us as women and so when you can actually see this perfectly in Lana Del Rey, right? So you can see this perfectly in the Lana Del Rey music. And I, as a child, was a huge Lana Del Rey fan. I used to call her my mother. I had posters of her everywhere. She was my Facebook cover photo or whatever that was called. I was obsessed with her. On Mother's Day, I went to a concert of hers instead of spending time with my own mother, which I still feel badly about. Um... Yeah, so Lana Del Rey is a perfect example of this type of wounded little girl energy where the these experiences were never they never came into maturation and what happens is that when we experience living in a patriarchal society, we become attached to our position as the victim, as our position as submissive. And there's this this mixture of this expression of being a victim and being sad about it and then there's also this turn on of being 
attached to and turned on by the expression of victimhood and being harmed and this romanticization of being harmed and being a victim and always being hurt and always being left. And then from that space, there comes this big doe-eyed kind of expression, this little wounded girl energy where you can see For examples like Lana Del Rey, she never matured past age 14, 15. And for a lot of women in our society, they never matured past age 15 or 14. And what happens is we become attached to this expression as a 14 or 15 year old. And we become attached to and sexualizing of the idea of being a victim, the idea of being hurt, the idea of loving more. I think a great example of this is because I, of course, as a child, as most women do, was in this full archetype as a child. And I I wanted when I was younger to get tattooed on me this quote that said, "If, if equal affection cannot be, let the more loving one be me. And what that meant to me was, you know, I was obsessed with this Lana Del Rey archetype of, you know, oh my God, I always love more and my man always leaves me. And, you know, I'm such a, I'm so obsessed and I'm so emotional and like, I'm always left. I'm and I'm always hurt and, but I'm always going to give my love and I'm always going to love more and I'm always going to love him so much. This is my man. This is my God. Like literally that expression of, of little girl, wounded little girl energy, right? And it's this facade. It's not actually about the other man. It's not actually about anybody besides your own attachment to your own victimhood, your own identity that you make out of your own victimhood, which also as children makes growing up in this patriarchal society a little bit easier. It makes growing up without having positive women or male role models a little bit more soothing because we make a identity out of this toxicity, right? So from this space, what happens is that many girls get trapped in this romanticization of this wounded little girl energy. And when they're 25, I am a huge proponent of taking very seriously they the the choices that you make in your 20s, because in my opinion, the choices that you make in your 20s really set up the rest of your life. And so I'm a massive proponent of doing the work in your 20s, getting your shit together in your 20s, making good decisions, making healthy decisions, because I say this all the time, but it won't be funny and it won't be romanticized when you're 50 or 60 or 70 years old and you're still with a not shit man and you realize you're about to die and you've spent your entire life attached to this identity of wounded little girl victimhood energy and you romanticize being treated like shit and sexualized it and now you're you know 70 and your kids have gone on and lived their own lives and it's just you and this not shit man now and you realize this is it this is the life that I've chosen and it won't be funny then And it's not funny now because we actually need to take this very seriously because what we usually focus on is the way that the patriarchy affects us and does to us and harms us. But we also, in my opinion, now need to address how do we internalize, take on and become attached to our inner patriarchy? How are we attached to our role in the patriarchy? Let's talk about that because that's a really important topic. 
talking about how we are ourselves attached to our position in the patriarchy is the single most important thing any woman can do for her healing. How are you attached to furthering and taking part in your own oppression? How are you romanticizing your own oppression in the patriarchy? How have you now taken this identity on and become very comfortable in it? It feels unsafe and uncomfortable to be go beyond this identity that you've created. I think this is very important. I think I'm actually going to call this podcast the Lana Del Rey effect or something like that because it's not the Lana Del Rey effect. Like she didn't create this. She is a, you know, a product of this. This has already been, you know, a long, long around before her, but she captures this effect very, very clearly. And so by listening to her music or seeing the way that she shows up in her life, you can see this effect very clearly. And she's just one of millions of women who identify with and attach to this identity as this wounded little girl. And So much of what we need to do as adults is break our attachment to our wounded little girl energy and also identify the actual things that your wounded little girl needed. So the save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wounded little girl who was you know, used when she lost her virginity and she felt like shit and she was ashamed and she felt terrible and she was hurt and she was harmed and she was discarded and she was used and whatever. What did that little girl need? Because born from that experience, this is just an example, but born from that experience is the attachment to the wounded little girl energy. But what did the actual wounded little girl need? These are two different things. What happens is born from that experience to cope with it. We take on the identity of wounded little girl. We romanticize it. We obsess over it. We make songs about it. We choose men from it. We love being in this wounded little girl energy because it makes the experiences that we've had seemingly easier, although it doesn't. All it does is further them, perpetuate them, and continue our oppression. But to us, in our own heads, it makes it easier because we romanticize it. We become obsessed with it. We become attached to it. We identify with it. However, what did that wounded little girl need? What did that wounded little girl need? The wounded little girl who was, you know, 14 and used and, and, you know, was harmed and just wanted love and safety and affection. And she wanted to be able to express all of the love in her heart. But instead, a man used her and discarded her and treated her like shit. What did that girl need? She needed safety. She needed genuine love. She needed healthy connections. She needed good role models. She needed someone to be there for her, right? So these are all things that she needs. She needed to not perpetuate this. She needed to not have that experience, 
right? Of course, all experiences are divine. All experiences happen in their own timing, right? Whatever. But what I'm saying is what that wounded little girl at 15 or 14 needed was she, she wanted to not have that experience. She needed a healthy, loving experience of love. That's what she needed. 14 year old you, if you had this experience or you can think of any experience that you had, needed a healthy, loving experience of love. Okay, so now let's talk about present day you. Present day you might still be coming from the attachment to what was created after the experience. So after the experience, we become attached to this identity because it helps us cope as children with the pain of that reality, right? So if you're, you were, you know, harmed and when you were using, losing your virginity and you were, you know, discarded and used and someone was mean to you and, and, of course, you can't ever be used. But when I say used, like I felt that my body had been used before. I meant I felt that my body had been discarded, that someone just used me to get off, that someone just used me harmfully, that they didn't actually cherish me. You are never used. You are never, you know, discarded. You yourself are, you cannot be used, but someone else's intent towards you affects you. Their intent to use you affects you. It hurts you. Your, their intent to use you and discard you hurts you and affects you. So that's what I mean, just by the way, with the distinction. I don't want anyone to think that you actually can be used or, or tainted as a woman. Of course not. You never can be no matter what experiences you've had ever. It's not possible. However, the experience of someone else having that intent coming to you, a sacred and beautiful person, a sacred and holy and divine person, someone else coming to you with their harmful intentions and putting their harmful on intentions onto you, right? The act of sex, if it's, if it's in a heterosexual interaction, is someone else coming onto you and putting their harmful intentions onto you. And so if you experience that, it's a lot to cope with, right? So when we're children and we experience that, if even if it's not sex, if it's anything, that's what I'm trying to drive home in this podcast is that this experience can come from just living in the patriarchal society. You can just have had men bully you or have men comment on your body or whatever it is, but especially most of us experience this 99.99999% of women experience these types of interactions with men, right? So if you experience that, to cope with it, we take on the identity of wounded or we take on the identity of this doe-eyed girl looking up with this big eyes and I always love my men. I'm always this and I'm always that. It's just a Lana Del Rey vibe, right? So that's the vibe that I'm talking about. If you've never listened to Lana Del Rey, then you got out unscathed. <laughs> but um, so, so yeah, so that what's born from the experience is not what that girl actually needed. It's what she created to cope. So when we actually talk about what you as that girl needed, you needed health, you needed safety, you needed loving, genuine connections that made you feel safe and secure and comfortable in your heart. 
these are very different than the loving quote unquote connections that we are having right now as women with men currently we're having loving not really but the experience we're having with men as love is really just eroticized unsafety we don't think there's anything else out there so we settle for love that is not actually love but the ex the experience the distortion of love that is unsafe that makes us always feel on edge that we don't fully trust we can't fully open up we don't feel safe right so what you really needed is safety, a safe, loving, healthy connection. The point is that as an adult, you have the responsibility to break free from the identity that you took on and to actually enter into the maturation of womanhood, mature womanhood. You have a responsibility to yourself to stop identifying with your position in the patriarchy, stop romanticizing your position in the patriarchy, stop obsessing over and making an identity out of your position in the patriarchy, and instead enter into mature womanhood and become the woman that is empowered, become the woman that 14-year-old you actually wanted and needed. Engage in the experiences that are healing to Little you who needed those experiences but didn't get them. The only way to have healing and healthy and mature relationships as an adult, healing, nourishing, and mature, healing, nourishing, and healthy, healing, nourishing, and sacred relationships as an adult is if we choose to enter into mature womanhood, which many women don't. Most women don't. Entering into the embodiment of womanhood entering into your power taking back your power looks like feeling fully comfortable in your own sense of self because what happens even in this identity that we take on is what happens is we feel unwhole we don't feel whole on our own so we become obsessed with men filling the void for us and we become obsessive over men and we become obsessed with, you know, putting them on a pedestal. And exiting out of this looks like dedicating deeply to yourself. You're never going to break free from desiring male validation until you actually decide to take a period of time of celibacy and solitude where you completely rewire yourself and you choose to enter into mature womanhood where you no longer are choosing to identify with wounded little girl energy. That's it. That's the only way. So, it's really a decision that you no longer are going to find comfort in the identity that you've taken on to cope with the patriarchy, to cope with your experiences as a woman. You're no longer going to take that on. You're no longer going to find safety and, and love and, and fulfillment in the, ident the wounded identity that you've taken on, which is hard. It feels scary to let it go, right? This wounded identity becomes everything to us as women. It becomes this, this identity, this romanticized identity that we take on as women and it feels terrifying to let it go. This identity of, you know, I'm always loving more and I'm always, you know, hurt and I love him so much and he's blah, 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 all this. That's you now doing it to yourself. Now you're doing it to you. Before, someone did it to you, but then to cope, you romanticized it and started doing it to yourself. 
So the decision to stop doing that takes dedication to yourself, dedication to your evolution, and the willingness to shed an old version of you. If you would like to know how to do it, you can watch my YouTube video, um, which is about celibacy, to my two years of celibacy and everything that I did. Or you can listen to any of my other podcasts, which give you the how to do that. But it's really important to, I'll just give you the overview. You can do coaching with me. <laughs> that, that will help. <laughs> coaching with me. No, but for real, um, solitude, where you're not texting any men where you're fully facing yourself, where you're not engaging with any men romantically, you have to break the attachment to fulfilling your voids with men and instead fulfill your voids with you. Fill your voids with you. Fill yourself up so you no longer have any voids. Only from that space can you actually show up as an empowered and healthy woman. It takes work. It takes dedication. But at this point, we have taken on an identity where we're now doing it to ourselves. So if you want to know how, you can watch my YouTube video. This is going to be this episode for today, and I'm going to like cut it here. But I hope this was helpful, and I love you guys so much, and I will talk to you soon. And also, if you want to do coaching with me, my coaching program is currently at full capacity, but I am opening up again for clients in September. So you can secure your spot for September by doing a free introduction call with me through my website, which is at victoriadevall.com. And you can do a introduction call with me and see if it's the right fit. And they're all free, the introduction calls. And then you can decide if you want to do the program, which is an investment, of course, because it's a coaching program. But um, the intro call to decide if you want to do it is free. So I will talk to you guys soon. And thank you so much. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.